Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Limit Up. Just wanted to give a brief housekeeping note at the top of the podcast, which is that we will be off next week. I'm going to be across the Atlantic in my ancestral homeland of Ireland. So it's going to be tough recording from there. But in the meantime, hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. Now let's do it. Oh, yeah, I introduced Yeah, we'll, we'll start it right there. Uh, I'll do it today. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step. I'm Jack Pelzer, joined as usual by Dan Hodgman. We're not live on YouTube today, so we can be a little bit more loosey-goosey with the intro. How's the day been, Dan? You were uh, booked at 3, I understand? I, yeah, I had uh, f- four meetings scheduled at 3 o'clock today that we had to move some stuff around, so getting to it a little later, but you know what? I think this topic is going to be an important one to yeah, discuss. Yeah, today we're talking whether the good news, or sorry, whether the bad news is good now, and the good news is bad. It's an upside-down world, and that kind of filters through the Fed. First, we won't give an in-depth rundown of the market today because Hogue did it. He filled in at 3 on Thursday. And so if you go over to our YouTube page, you can see that if you need that market action. But it looks like everyone's trying to get everything done before Memorial Day. So we're in bonus time here. So, Dan, just to give a little uh, precursor on this, I think what we saw today, we will go over, I guess, the markets a little bit. Uh, Big... You could call it a squeeze. You could call it a panic rally or whatever. What would you call what happened today with specifically the NASDAQ, but also the other indices? You know, I find today rather interesting. I think going into holiday weekends, um, tomorrow to, is going to be the big telltale sign in these equity markets. Um, today was a, <clears throat> a rally, a squeeze. You could call it a squeeze into the a squeeze rally into the end of the week. Um, I think tomorrow is going to be really interesting. I think people are going to have a really hard time holding stuff with everything that's been going on around the globe, um, holding out of equities over the long weekend when we're going to have abbreviated hours on Monday and Sunday. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking at tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be my bigger indicator. Reminder, once again, if you are maybe not in the United States or unaware of how the futures markets due days off, Memorial Day is Monday. That's a federal holiday in the United States. So check uh your hours they're gonna be a little weird i don't want to say one size fits all i wouldn't trade on that day but go check the cme website if you have anything like that going on this market is funky in that i think a lot of people especially like to uh poo poo so to speak the big rallies because they'll point to things like the um the liquidity is not great in the nasdaq or s p 500 now the volume's not terrible right so i think it's natural that when things are whipping around as much as they are that you're going to have lower liquidity that's just kind of like the nature of things but i think that a big part of today goes back to what we've been discussing so there was bad economic indicators overall and you know nvidia had uh pretty bad earnings and guidance yesterday you know we were down maybe a percent early and then rallied to finish up, you know, the high was like three plus percent in the NASDAQ. And the reason is people are now taking bad economic news as a portend or trying to tell the future of Fed not rising, raising Fed. I sound like a caveman right now. Fed not raising rates. So they think that if we have soft data, that'll maybe control the inflation a little bit. The Fed will get cold feet. If you're familiar with the idea of the Fed put, and uh, 
what would Hoag say? There's my ride right there. And that, yeah, yeah we're going to have to wait while my dog barks a little bit at the ambulance or police car as it goes by. You know, city living. Now we got a train right now, too. Let the train go by. <laughs> I don't think we can hear the you train. You know, I can, mind. though. But it drives me insane. But back to, back to oh, my yeah. original thought is so this was kind of the story during the COVID rally, too, where it was bad news was good news, at least for the stock indices. Um, Dan, what do you kind of feel about that hypothesis right now and how we see it playing out? I think uh, that's where my head's at as well, Jack. Um, I think the Fed's going to have to pay really close attention as they continue to talk about raising rates. You know, what is one of the um, causes of recession, right? Over uh, raising those rates too quickly. I think that's what we need to be paying attention to. Um, I think people are thinking that the Fed's going to start to slow down on the rate raises. You know, there's a lot of factors going on right now. I'm looking at, I'm curious to see how things play out. We're heading into summer. We saw it today. Crude oil had a big pop. We talked back uh, probably four or five months ago with our um, belief of where all these markets were going to be. And we, I think we talked about it just a few months ago or a month or so ago about that we all think crude oil may start to see a downturn going into the summer and we'll end the summer lower than when we started the summer. That's what I'm paying close attention to right now. I want to see if these oil prices continue to go up, how does our economy handle it? Um, with the fact that we're at oil prices not at an all-time high, but the actual price for gasoline, um, the national average is at an all-time high. I know for a fact, I'm already hearing it from people close to me that, hey, I'm not going to be driving up this weekend or I have to wait for a group of people because we're going to carpool together. Obviously, I live in a vacation sure. town. People like to travel up here on the weekends. Um, and so that's what I'm paying close attention to. I've already taken the stance too of how I'm going to be filling my boat with gas. I've spoken about it with my dad on how he's filling his boat and you know the, the effects that we're going to take. And that has a a trickle effect um, economically. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that that's what makes the current inflationary environment so odd. It's just different than things we've witnessed in the past, where it's driven by oil and commodities and like supply chain things. But at the same time, it, it's not that the oil stuff is artificial. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the you know a lot of it's speculation based on you know geopolitical things right i think we can still get it out of the ground for significantly cheaper than it is now there's just sort of this never-ending issue going on is it appears that like the russia ukraine war is just going to keep on going for anyone's foreseeable future is i think that we're kind of with that for a while at least with the oil prices I don't really see what the end of that's going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's tricky. But then again, other components of inflation seem to be turning a corner a little bit. You know, you see like softening demand, uh, basically rising, inter uh, rising interest rates having the effect that they're supposed to on the economy. You saw big falls in uh, pending home sales, new home sales, softer consumer data like that. Hopefully, I'm so interested in seeing what the cpi number is next month because it was it kind of plateaued and then i would presume from those things unless we see a huge spike in um 
unforeseen in some areas that we're going to see that come down a little bit. It's pretty much 100% that the Fed in the next two months is going to raise 50 basis points each time, right? Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to see if they do it after that. And increasingly, if you look at what traders are thinking, increasingly the expectation is that when they reevaluate there, they're not going any further. And that's why that change in expectation is why we've seen um, stocks rally the last two days, really. Yeah. Jack, you touched on some interesting points. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about just some indicators and things to look into. You know, you talked about CPI. Uh, you talked about housing starts. That housing starts is a huge one. Um, there's a long list of, you know, the hard, factual, what causes recession, inverted yield curves, um, unemployment rate. Obviously, unemployment rate's really good right now. This is an, um, uh, an employee's uh, market. Uh, as opposed to the employer's market. But I've always been a huge, huge fan of the Tuesday night at a restaurant. How is it filling up? Well, I started digging in a little bit more and I actually did a bunch of research going into today because that to me is, that's where I, I have fun is like what other things can every person look at? You can look at housing starts, right? You can look at the data yet you know, if you don't look at it often or if someone were to say to you, well, housing starts, you know, we had a bad month for housing. Well, what does that mean to people? Or, or yield curve inverted, you know, to the average person, they don't really understand that. So what I like is there's a bunch of indicators out there that are not universal, but also have a good history behind them. Um, so with that being said, I want to touch on two of them that I think are really unique Go and for interesting. It. So the first one is the men's underwear index. Okay, I'm listening. All right, so it was uh, came from Alan Greenspan and said that men's underwear is usually typically one of the last things that men have purchased for themselves. Like it's at the bottom of the list. Um, and if those decrease in the purchase of men's underwear, that means they're tightening up budgets. Now let's talk the other side too. There I always is... knew that Greenspan was a creep. <laughs> What I but I find it unique and it's like, ah, that's kind of an interesting perspective. That's good. It's like some freakonomic stuff, you know. And there's other ones, you know, themes that go back into the 20s. Uh, but the other one I want to touch on is what's called the lipstick index. Okay. Um, and this came from Estee Lauder's chairman, um, Leonard Lauder, back in 2001, and said that as recessions start to increase people look to purchase smaller a little bit cheaper luxuries one of those being lipstick lipsticks a little bit cheaper luxury but also like makes those that wear lipstick feel a little bit better um so it's kind of that feeling how it makes people feel and so if they start to see lipstick numbers increase that's a sign that potentially uh there's we're in a tightening position where people are saying you know what instead of buying something more expensive I can be a little cheaper and I can buy that lipstick. I find these interesting. There's a huge list of them. You can go find them. Um, but I find that that's the stuff that like I oh, really I like enjoy those. looking that's, at. That's interesting. Both of those, once you explained them, sort of made sense to me. Um, right. When I first read it, I'm like, what? Oh, I guess that makes sense. Um, and that's why like, I've always loved the Tuesday night indicator. Is your restaurant that is a good restaurant that you know people like and talk about, not a... Uh, bar rescue style restaurant that has you know poor numbers sure. a good restaurant is are they crowded on a tuesday? <laughs> right are they crowded yeah. on a tuesday night 
that shows that, hey, people are out in the economy, they're spending money, and that's really what we need to see. We need to see money circulation and people out spending. We said it during COVID, you know, support local is such a common thing. Get out there and support local businesses. Um, and that's why I love that type of stuff. To me, that's something anyone can look at and say, I can understand this and I can look into this a little bit further. These little indicators outside the big numbers, another, you know, if you're out there trading, this is another reason why you should be paying attention. Say you're trading the NASDAQ or um, NASDAQ, S&P, whatever indice you're trading, index you're trading. You got to pay attention to earnings. This week, the indices have been super sensitive to earnings from companies you always wouldn't think, you know, that, that aren't your... Google's, your Apple's, your Amazon, because I think everyone's concerned about the consumer. That's why I was paying attention to these retail things so much. Like Abercrombie and Fitch had like some of the worst earnings ever. Like just just a, took a complete fall on the face, right? Abercrombie that may have also been the Netflix special that came out on them. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I've just started that. That was, I mean, I was prime. I'm sure you to an extent were too, Dan. I was like prime that generation where people were buying Abercrombie and Fitch and stuff like that. It's kind of obviously crazy in retrospect, but. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, back then they were, you know, that was the style. I had Get a pair cargo of cargo uh, pants, man. I had a pair of yellow parachute cargo pants from uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. And I wore them basically every day to the point where I cut my finger one day at a hockey practice and I went into the hospital and we took it off and I ruined my pants and my mom finally used an excuse to, I can finally throw these stupid pants out. <laughs> no, that's nice. Um, I mean, take my word for it, Abercrombie & Fitch isn't a huge part of the S&P 500. In fact, I <laughs> doubt they're, no, they're not in it anymore, but it's more of an indicator of what kind of consumers aren't buying. And we saw those target and walmart numbers be really soft and interesting is that nordstrom did really well so there is stratification by income groups where wealthier consumers people who have like higher income seem to be spending at about the same rate or better and then more you know of the people brands are kind of suffering at the moment the other one was snapchat where once again like snapchat itself is not like Apple or something like that. It's not a huge part of the index, but they reported that their advertising revenues were weighed down. And that's a big blinking light that if companies are cutting, the companies that advertise on Snapchat or Facebook or Google are cutting ad spending, it means that they're trying to tighten their budgets. It means that they're not in sort of growth mode. They don't see opportunities at the moment. So that's why that hurt. So always good to pay attention even besides the big fang stocks or whatever if you're trading the index um around when those earnings are coming out know that they could shake things up a little bit so yeah and jack i'm glad you kind of explained why target walmart may be down while nordstrom is up i think it's good to understand that perspective so i'm glad you explained that also you hit the nail on the head earnings corporate earnings are such a major thing right now um, these businesses have a huge effect on the actual underlying index that you, a lot of our day traders, especially here at TopSip, they're trading. We know NASDAQ is one of our most active products traded and you really need to stay in tune. You know, I think, I, let me finish what I'm saying. I'm already jumping into my next point. You have to no stay problem. in tune with earnings 
uh, so you know what's happening, making sure, hey, I need to step out of this. Or, you know, you want to know, hey, why did the market just jump or break really fast? I didn't know. You got to make sure you're always looking at that earnings. Investing.com slash earnings. It's a great page to look at. I highly recommend it. Now, with that being said, I do want to touch on, you know, top step or day trading. Um, as a day trader, there's an advantage and something to think about when it comes to earnings or the potential of a recession or the market moving. We get to adjust our our actions every single day. So if we have a down day in the market and you say we were shorting, you can come in the next day and you can reassess what that market condition is. You can reassess things. You're not stuck in positions that are going to take, you know, I've been there where it takes a week or two to roll your position to another direction. It's it's not as nimble day trading you get to be nimble and there's huge opportunity in that but at the end of the day don't come in every single day saying hey you know we had last week we had a bad cpi number i expect stocks to continue to break no come in trade what that market is showing you um that's going to be one of your best advantages as a day trader right now i think the other actionable thing you can take from this is don't trade on what you think is good or bad for the economy don't see a bad unemployment number. My guess would be that if we see, say, a bad unemployment number, that stocks would actually jump quite a bit on that because they're mostly looking through the lens of what the Fed is going to do going forward. And that and the CPI are the two things. Like, for instance, the difference is, I'll tell you this, if there's a, if there's a hot CPI number, hot meaning higher that will not be good for stocks you know Mm -hmm. a beat to the downside that is very likely to be very good for stocks all the other numbers whether like the title of this episode good numbers could be bad for stocks bad numbers could be good so be careful out there and with those earnings to go back to it a lot of the reason this um bad news is good news too is a lot of companies it's not that their earnings were terrible this past quarter. It's more that their guidance going forward is they're tele, uh, uh, telegraphing that they're going to be slow going forward. And that's another thing that's going to put pressure on the Fed not to continue to raise rates beyond probably the next two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack, you touched on it. Something, you know, you talked about unemployment number. If it's not a great number, if it rises a little bit, what's the, the effect of the Fed there? And then on the flip side, if CPI is a bad number where it continues to rise, the Fed is actually, that's a sign for the Fed to continue inflation or to continue raising rates, which is a mm-hmm. double kicker to the downside for equities. Yeah. In economics, we talk a lot about the effects given uh, certain variables and they can be either up, down or ambiguous. Right. And I would say the CPI is as close as you get to completely known if it's high stocks will go down if it's low stocks will go up all the other economic indicators will be somewhat ambiguous leaning towards bad news is good news especially that Mm -hmm. unemployment number now to be clear that's the one number i don't expect there to be a really bad unemployment number anytime soon it just doesn't seem like that's the sort of environment we're in that would be a really wild one at this point but with everything else you're looking at, earnings, everything else, just be aware that what is bad for the goose could be good for the gander. 
I think, <laughs> I think that makes sense. <laughs> that does sound... What's bad makes... for Snapchat could be good for the NASDAQ. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm not sitting here saying where we're headed. Um, this is just a time for any trader out there to be nimble. Um, and if, if you're an investor, be prepared, um, whether it's a break or a rally. Um, you just need to be cautious of what's going on and uh, don't marry your position if it starts going against you. Really don't be married to something and have your plan. Yeah, in these volatile, uh, low-liquidity environments, you really do need to be nimble there and not – you don't want to uh, – you don't want to go down with the ship on something. Exactly. So, yeah, and with that uh, – it's also a three-day weekend coming up for a lot of people. Dan, what are you going to be up to? Uh, working, hanging out on the lake, and uh, for Memorial Day, that's a special holiday for me, so I'll be spending some time uh, talking to some friends and uh, just remembering what that holiday is about. There you go. That is what it is all about. I'm going to be out this next week, so there'll be no podcast this coming Thursday. I'll probably put that at the top of the episode too. I'm leaving for Ireland tomorrow. So enjoy. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I will enjoy it. I'm just not going to enjoy the plane ride there or back likely with um, a seven month year old. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did it again. I keep on saying seven month year old, seven month old. Seven. Oh, There's yeah. No, no year <laughs> in there. It's, it's just you can't trick your brain when you have certain syntax in there. So I'm going to keep on doing it until he's a one year old yeah. um so yeah that's what we'll be up to so everyone out there hope that you stay safe have some fun uh think a little bit about memorial day and until next time namaste and trade well thank you all so much for listening to the limit up podcast which is presented by top step We'll be off next week, but in the meantime, you can check out topstep.com if you're interested in starting the trading combine. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you all in two weeks.